the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. One of the things that the Bible teaches us to do is to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because it's by watching Jesus that we learn what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus will give us a clear and a complete understanding of how a child of God is supposed to live their lives. We learn how to be the Christians that God wants us to be and do the things that we should do by watching Jesus Christ and living a life he lived too. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we're all told by God to do. And now that we're Christians, it's what we all should always do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. That's going to aid and assist you in moving forward into the fullness of what God has in store for you. You know those things that God has already purchased for you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ who died for you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. And it's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. That's God's plan for every woman and man who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. To become imitators of Christ. Well, if that's what the Father wants us to do, that's what we're going to do. At least a few of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was kind of hoping it'd be a little more than that. Praise God. But hey, but if it ain't too, we're going to do what God said do. And the rest of y'all, praise God. You know, it's always good to be able to know you. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going we're gonna to continue in the teaching. You know, we started. We'll do the foundational text. And then we'll move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless the show enough. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Start reading verse 1. It reads, and be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things become, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. 
For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, and whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Arise, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the, understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's the time we're living in right now, praise God. Is that God our Father loves who loves us so wants us to know what the will of the Lord is. God is sharing with us his will. What is his desires for me and you? What is his intentions for me and you? Especially those of us who have already received the free gift of salvation that is provided by him. What does he want us to do? Because God has a desire for me and you too, those of us who are born again. Now for the world he has a desire, that's for them to get born again. For us, we have a desire once we get in. And so those of us who are in need to learn what well, good to see, Red. Those who get in need to know what it is that God wants us to do because God has a will for me and you too. God has a desire for me and you. He has something that he wants done by me and you. And he wants his church right now to know what the will of the Lord is. Why is that? Because the church is walking around not knowing what the will of the Lord is. You can tell that by their actions, about what they do, because they're doing things all outside of the will of God, thinking that it's okay, you know, because, you know, really doesn't matter what I do. But the devil is a liar, and his breath stank too. God has a specific will for you. God is a specific God, and he has a specific will for me and you. And he intends for each and every one of us to do. Now, when I say this will, I'm not just limited to the call on your life. Praise God. Well, you know, I'm called in life. I just don't know what the will of the Lord is. Let's start off with this one. Be imitators of Christ. God wants us to be able to know who he wants us to be and live this thing out like he wants us to live so that other people can see what it is that they need to see because he's talking to his church right now. He's telling his church, wake up. Because, see, the church of the living God is asleep, asleep right now. How do I know that? By what they do, praise God, because they're doing things that they must not know what they do because people who are asleep do things that they don't even know that they're doing. Why? Because they're oblivious to it. They're living in a fantasy world. They're living in another world other than the reality world at that particular time. And they can do stuff that they don't even know what they're doing. I was on the earlier service today, praise God, my wife, was, you know, when I, when I was you know, up and moving around, getting ready to come up in here and serve today. My wife would say, oh, you must have really enjoyed your sleep last night. So I said, well, why you say that, baby? And she said, because you were snoring so loud, I, clo- I had to close the door. And I got ready to say, baby, I don't snore, but then I remembered the teaching. A lot of times when you sleep. You do things that you don't even know what you're doing. So I had to accept what she said. That must have been what I was doing. And we laughing, but we're doing the same thing too. Because the church is doing all kind of things so loudly that they couldn't know what they're doing unless they sleep. They're doing things that are all outside of what it is that God wants them to do. They're living all outside of the will of God and everything that they do. They're conducting themselves like it's okay too. They couldn't know what the will of God is. Or they must be asleep at this time. That's why God's coming to his church at this time and saying, wake up. It's time for you to get up, stand up, rise up, and be the people that I've always ordained you to be. Wake up. Because you are the ones that I've already set free. Wake up. Because I have a plan for thee, to use thee, to set others free. Wake up. It's time to get alert. 
to the things that you do in your life. It's time to get alert to the things that you're doing in your life. It's time to pay attention to see whether it's in line with me, in line with a person who I've set free. God is talking to his church right now, and he's telling his church it's time to wake up. That's why I'm excited to be in this church. Praise God. Because this is a church where I ain't scared to tell folk, wake up. I'm trying to put together a message just to keep you up in here. Trying to say little night cute stuff to be able to get y'all to come up in here. That's not my objective at all. I don't care if you're in here but one day and then you never come back on another day. You're going to know exactly what God has to say when you show up through this door. And right now the word of the Lord is, wake up. He wants us to know what his will is. And this is what his will is. He wants us to walk as children of light, not that we are children of light. We know that the word light is talking about revelation because God has been giving us revelation, information, understanding too about how it is that we're supposed to live our lives and what we ought to do. Because now that we're boned again, it's supposed to be something that begins and it's also supposed to be something that ends. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. But when you look at how we do what we do, we see all the old things are still around. God says it's time for us to turn those things down and begin to start living the life that he intended for me and you, which is a far, far better life, greater, greater life than anything that you could do on your own or anything that you even might want to do. God says he wants us to do it as imitators of Christ. Why? Because there's a world out there that don't know God. But then the people that God has called out and chosen to be able to show them God ain't showing them God because what they're really seeing is not God, but they're seeing the devil. I was on the earlier service, praise God. I came from a generation of people, praise God. They didn't, we didn't have 1-800-Are-You-My-Daddy. And they didn't, we didn't have all these DNA tests and all that kind of stuff, praise God. We didn't need all of that. We had something more powerful than that. We had the mama of the son. We had the mama of the son. Hallelujah. And what would happen then is that, you know, when, when folk would have you know, extramarital relationships, sex outside of wedlock, when they were sin, praise God, and then a child would come in, praise God. Uh, then, you know, the, the, the mother would say that it's your baby. Hallelujah. And so nobody would argue. They just wait for the baby. And when the baby come down, the mother or the father would come down and she'd just visit the hospital and she'd walk and go see the baby. Somebody got to know what I'm talking about. And all she'd do is just look at the child. She wouldn't have to stay there for a while. All she'd do is sit there and look at the child for a minute or two. And then she'd walk around and say, that ain't your baby. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Praise God. Worked better than any DNA test. And why was that? Because when they look at the child, they were supposed to see the father. Because if they didn't see the father up in there anywhere, then there's a question whether this is your child. You better get up out of here. I'm teaching like a mug up in here. And the problem is, is that the world is looking at the sons and they ain't seeing the father. And so there's a question, is that really your daddy? Who is your daddy? Because it must not be God as your daddy. Because if God was your daddy, we should be able to look in your life and see God. But they're looking up in people's lives and they ain't seeing God. I'm so glad I ain't talking about nobody up in here, up in here. My God. Woo, Jesus. So we can look in there and be like, or, or, or they would look at the child and walk around and, and then turn around and slap the daddy in the back of the head and say, smack, take care of your child. In fact, back in that day, they say marry him. Well, I ain't going to get into that right now. Praise God for this. That, that was stupid, too. That wasn't the right thing to do either. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because you don't, you don't, you don't, two wrongs don't make no right. 
It was bad enough you laid down with the fool. You don't marry the fool, too. Praise God. Are you listening to me up here? It's supposed to be the right one in the first place. Praise God. But we ain't getting into that because that's pastor. And I ain't even trying to do that right now. I'm trying to teach a message right here. Praise God. We'll get into that another time. But you don't marry the person just because. Amen. Hallelujah. We just move on. Praise God. God wants us to be imitators of him, which means people ought to look at us and see him. Otherwise, are you, is that really your daddy? Because if that was your daddy, we ought to see him some kind of way up in you. Ought to be a little ridge on your nose, a little something on your ear. Ought to be the hook on the back of your head. Something that let us know that this was actually that person that was in the bed. Are you? Amen. He said in verse 1, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. We're doing this as dear children. Loving. We love our father. I said we love our father. This ain't something that we're obligated to do, something that we're required to do, as though he's stealing something from me and you and forcing us to do. No, this is, we're doing this as dear children. We love God so much that we're willing to do what he wants us to do, and he told us what he wants us to do, and that's to be followers of God. We found out that word followers means imitators, which means that we mimic him. We copy him in action and in speech, which means that we speak the same way. We conduct ourselves the same way like we're supposed to. Well, that's always what God's intention was for me and you. Even though we see this in the new, we can look back in the old and see the same thing too. Because when God originally created man, the Bible says God created man in his image and after his likeness. The word image means resemblance, which means we're supposed, you're supposed to look like him. That when we look in your life, we're supposed to see him. Just like I told you with that super-duper DNA. That's what mama had to say. Praise God. And that's, that's, you ought to look in the life and see him. And the second thing is, is in his likeness. The word likeness means mode or mannerisms, which means we have the same mannerisms as him. We conduct ourselves like he does. Why? Because we, 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 because that's our daddy. That's what we do. And so we in that family. That family does those kind of things too. Well, that's what God wants us to be as imitator of him. That's why one of the reasons why Jesus showed up, of course, was to save us and deliver us from the slave market of sin, to bring us into the family of God. I said, bring us in. But another thing he was supposed to do was be an example to me and you, to be able to show us how to live this life out now that we're children of God. Before we wasn't children of God, that's why we didn't live like children of God. But now that we are children of God, we got to learn how to live like children of God. And that's what Jesus came to do is be an example to me and you so we can look up to our elder brother, a brother like none other, and find out what did he do and how did he do what he do so we could do the same thing too. That's what our daddy's intention is, is for us to be looking at Jesus as an example and do what he tells us to do. That's why Jesus is so powerful because Jesus went to be able to show us how to be able to live our life and conduct ourselves in life like we're supposed to. Because see, everybody ain't a child of God. Praise God. We children of God. But at the same time, one of the things that distinguishes us from being a child of God is that they don't know him like we do. The world don't know God like we do, but we know God. And because we know God, we, 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 we conduct ourselves in a particular way, too. Now, when we didn't know God, that was our reason for why we was doing what we was doing before. We sinned because we were sinners and we didn't know no more. But now that we know God and have received God and he's on the inside of me and you, something ought to change about me. I said something ought to change. Now, we know it's a process. Somebody say process. process. We know we get better and better at it. Everybody say get better and better. Get better, and better. But there ought to be some movement that happens between me and you. There ought to be some kind of movement that go on. Otherwise, maybe you really didn't believe what you prayed. Because it wasn't just that you said some cute mystical incantation when you said that prayer. It was supposed to be something that you believed all up in here. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10, it says, But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
Well, that's what I did. I confessed to my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Because if you believe this thing like you said you do, something then went on the inside of you and changed you from the inside out. Whereas you changed from the inside. But if you just said a few words that was based upon what you heard, but didn't really believe that thing in you, then no change happened on the inside of you. And if no change happened on the inside, there ain't going to be no change on the outside. Because it never happened for you. That's why God's coming to the people right now and giving them an opportunity to know whether they're really saved or not too. Before he show up and do what he's about to do. That's why he's, he's making it so clear. All up in here, up in here, up in here. So the folk can know exactly what's going on. So they won't be all shocked and amazed. <gasps> Later on down the line, but they'll know exactly what's happening at this time. I love the Lord and I love his word. Praise God. There ought to be a change that happens somewhere in our life. If, this, if, if we really receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There ought to be a change that happens in our life and what we do with our life somewhere along the line. If he really is our Lord and Savior. Because they don't know him like we do. Second reason is they haven't received him like we do. We've received the Lord. We've internalized him. And when you receive him on the inside, something changes with your action on the outside. If I drop fire up on the inside of you, you wouldn't be sitting there looking at me like you do. Praise God. You'd be running around like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You do something. Praise God. There would be some kind of change would happen with you and your action. And if you drop God up on the inside of somebody who is an all-consuming fire, eventually it ought to consume your entire life and it ought to consume your every desire. There ought to be some changes that happen somewhere along the line. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thought we was living in the dispensation of grace. I thought he ain't worried about all that. Who told you that? You know, they lied to you and they, they misinterpreted the word of God like it ain't supposed to be done to you. God has established a grace period for us to be able to get our lives together. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Yes, for by grace we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God as any man should boast. Yes, Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you and paid the price and do what we could not do. There's no question about that. But once he did what he he did for us what we couldn't do. It was to open the door to give us the opportunity to do what we now can do. We now can do the things that we're supposed to do. And that's what we're going to be learning about. There's some things that we can do that we still should do. That's what makes a teaching so hideous to tell you no matter what you do. The devil is a liar and his breath stink. It does matter. God loved you enough to give you an opportunity to now get it right now that you're his child. So that you can be able to learn how to get this thing right before you get up out of here. You can practice heaven on earth before you leave earth for heaven. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And begin to start learning how to get this thing right now too. And then be the person that God made you to be. God designed you to be a billboard of his excellence. A demonstration of his mighty power. So that people can look in your life every hour and see who God really is and what he really is about. So they could be able to see the success that you have in your life as a result of living a Christian life. So they could be able to see the things that happen to you it will happen to them too if they do only do what you do. And that's be able to walk according to the word of God like you. But the problem is, is that the folk don't know that because we don't show that because we're still doing the same thing that the world do too. That's not all to be me and that ought not be you. None of us should be named among that. But that's why Jesus Christ came. One of the reasons why he came to be able to help us to learn that. So that we can find out who we are and live this thing like we're supposed to. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. I'll show you. 1 John chapter 3. Oh, I love this word. Y'all love the word? We got something in common. Praise God. I love the word too. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just good to me. Sweeter than the honeycomb. The honey and the honeycomb. That's why from it we will not roam. 1 John chapter 3. Praise God. The Bible says in verse one, it says, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us 
that we should be called the sons of God. Stop right there. We're going we're gonna to finish it in a second. But notice, it says, behold, which means check it out. Don't miss this. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. The opportunity to be a child of God is an expression of the love of God. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth upon him. Whosoever mean anybody. Mean black man, white man, Hispanic man, woman, somebody that don't know whether they're a woman or a man. Everybody, praise God. God is extended into everybody's life. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God's intention is for you to have everlasting life. Life is Zoe. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The God kind of life. He's given us the privilege and opportunity to have the God kind of life, which means live a life like God would live life. He was on this earth right here too. That's who Jesus was. Jesus was a man that lived his life on this earth as a man, but he lived it as God would live it when he lived it too. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That same God took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and true. Emmanuel, God was with us right at that time when he was right there with us. And he was a son of God, praise God, but he was also a son of man, which means he was 100% God and 100% man that was walking this earth and walking this land. Which means that he didn't, and, and, and this is the awesome part about it, is that when he did it, he didn't do it as a God, he did it as a son of man. In such a way was he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and led this thing out just like we would too. To let us know that you can do the same thing too. Because if I could put it this way, he held all his God part back because you wasn't God yet. Now you listen to me, you was just a man. So that you can be able to do this thing as a man that's helped by God to do what he said do. So that then me and you could be able to get, get off our excuses about where he was God. Of course he could do it. No, he was a man that lived this thing like God did. So that you can do the thing too. Are you listening to me up in here? What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that he would let us be called sons of God. That we could even include our name in the same sentence as him. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing that one of the things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to be and do, but that you're inspired to be and do what God wants us to be and do. That is, become the imitators of God that he wants everybody to be, including me and you. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do, to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. It's always best when you can hear it live. So if you're in and visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this evening. 
It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month. Where the wildest way to focus San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food, fun, and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you, been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us. Sharing with us how you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us. I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You've blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 